Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with jazz bassist and composer Kyle Eastwood. As usual, Kyle is releasing quality albums charting his evolution as a musician. His latest offering is 2017 CD In Transit. So he is the son of jazz lover and filmmaker Clint Eastwood, and he grew up listening to records by legends like Miles Davis, Dave Brubeck, and Thelonious Monk. He went on to study film at the University of Southern California for two years before embarking on a musical career. That has led him to many albums on his own and being part of scores for films like The Rookie, Mystic River, Million Dollar Baby, and so many more. So please get to know him and dig this interview, my friends. So, again, Kyle, thank you for taking a minute out. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, my pleasure. So let me go ahead and dive right in here. Your latest album, In Transit, keeps in line with your evolution as a jazz musician. I want to ask you very simply, how do you feel about this release? I'm really happy with it, you know. I'm very, uh, really happy with the way it came out. And, uh, and I mean, it's a really good representation of the, of the, the band that I've been sort of developing for you know, a few years, quite a few years now, and uh, I mean, I'm I'm really happy with the way everyone played and uh, and the original compositions, and I'm I'm happy. <laughs> you know, the one thing that that is interesting about the the evolution and the life of a jazz musician, I always try to figure out. You know, this you've been at this for a while. This is your eighth album. What do you view as each successive album? Is it an evolution for you? Is it a time and space for you? Or how do you view this? chronology of albums that you put out well yeah i mean i hope that i'm always you know growing as a as a composer and uh and as a player you know i think it's always you know when music's always sort of a progression anyway so i think um hopefully there's always you know some progression there and and yeah i mean yeah definitely they represent a certain time and and place i guess in 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 my life but um yeah i mean I'm, i'm always uh i'm always you know hopefully trying to to, to bring something something new to it. I mean, there's definitely there's a lot of influence of of certain eras and the, and the type of music and, and and particularly jazz that I that I like. But um, but um, hopefully we're we're bringing something something new to it always. Yeah, without a doubt. So you grew up kind of baptized with really good jazz, from Miles to Monk to Stan Kenton. You had parents that were jazz lovers. Was jazz an immediate thing that just your soul? Did you always feel jazz? I always liked it. I mean, I, I grew up also listening to a lot of other kinds of music, you know. And I mean, growing up as a kid in the seventies and eighties, uh, I was there was a lot of you know popular music and and stuff that I was listening to. But um, but yeah, I mean, I always, I mean, my earliest sort of memories of of music or, or of jazz, you know, and certain records that I hear and they they bring me back my you know childhood and stuff that my that my parents were listening to, you know, as I was growing up. And, yeah, I mean, that was uh, that was sort of predominantly what they were always. Listening the, the, the playlist around the house is usually usually jazz with the with the odd the odd maybe Johnny Cash record or Ray Charles or stuff like that in there. But um, but yeah, it was mostly a lot of you know Duke Ellington and a lot of big band stuff. And then and then you know like Dave Brubeck and and um, you know Miles Davis and stuff like that. So when you went to the Monterey Jazz Festival in in your youth, what what was it? What musicians? What memories? Really, do you remember from going to that festival that really worked on you? The first time I think I went was about 1976 or 77. Like my dad took me, and uh, it was the uh, we saw the Count Basie big band when when Count Basie was still alive, and, and uh, Joe Williams I think was singing, singing, sitting in playing with the band, and 
Um, no, I just remember being, I think it was the very first concert that I really ever remember going to. So, um, I mean, I was very impressed. I mean, it got me interested in playing when we were going to play the drums at that time. Cause it was quite a, quite a powerful sort of swinging, you know, big band. And we watched some of the concert from the, from the audience. And then we watched like the second half from, from sort of the side of the stage. So, um, yeah, I remember being kind of impressed with it. And I, I think really hearing jazz live, from a young age is what really got me interested in wanting to learn to play an instrument, you know, even more so than just hearing, you know, the, the records around the house. So from that young age, when you saw those musicians on stage, did you think to yourself, man, I want to be up there doing what they're doing? It made me want to learn how to play an instrument, you know, and then I, I don't remember necessarily thinking at that time that I was going to be necessarily a professional musician, but um, it certainly got me interested in wanting to, to play. And, and I started on piano, you know, I guess when I was about seven or so six or seven, something like that, and um, and uh, you know, then learned a little guitar after that, and and then pick up the bass you know, shortly after that. Why is it that the bass makes the most sense? Why did you side with that instrument? Well, I was always interested. I always liked you know drums and and bass, you know, but um, I I couldn't actually I couldn't convince my mom to buy <laughs> get me drums yet. <laughs> so. Uh, so I um I was like playing piano, you know, and taking piano lessons and and um and then I learned a little bit of guitar, you know, a few chords and a little bit of guitar for a film that I was in with my father when I was um about twelve or so I think or thirteen and yeah. You know, I had a lot of friends in high school who were who were musicians and and um but they were always, you know, guitar players or drummers or, you know, trumpet players, stuff like that. So but so there wasn't any, wasn't any bass players, so I, I kind of picked up the electric bass and started teaching myself. You know, it just kind of came naturally to me, so I, I seem to I seem to stick with that. <laughs> nice. So when you went to the University of Southern California, you studied film, but you ended up going with music. Why did music win out over film for you? Um, I mean, those are the two things that I grew up with, and that I've you know that I've always loved the most and been the most passionate about. But um. I don't know, you know, it was just a, really, it was a matter that the music, I just decided that music was what I loved more, you know, than than, um, than trying to be a, a filmmaker. But um, I don't know, music was always what I think was, you know, moved me the most, I think. So that's kind of what I decided to stick with. Especially around that time, I started really, you know, thinking that maybe that was what I wanted to be, was to do was, was music professionally, you know, when I was about 18 or so. You know, when you're a jazz fan, you hear all these musicians that play at these hallowed institutions and these great halls and, and venues throughout the world. What was one of the first places that you played at that you were like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm on this stage. I'm doing this. I'm performing. Was there a moment like that for you? I mean, there's been a few of those. Um, I mean, I, it was pretty exciting to play Monterey the first time I played Monterey because that was one of the first places. I mean, I grew up just down the road and... and um, and uh, it was probably you know where I saw some of the my first live music, and um, so that was that was kind of an exciting, exciting one. You know, it's always exciting to go back there and play. I've played there quite a few times now, but um, but um, that's always a great one. You know, it's my hometown, and you know, there's usually family and friends are are usually always there. So um, that's always a good one. I mean, um, there's a lot of great festivals in 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 Europe that are a lot of fun to play at, you know, they're like old ones. Um uh, the antique jazz festival is always a great one to play and um but uh, yeah Monterey was definitely an exciting one. 
You know, and over your career, you've released albums on your own. You've released them with groups. You've released soundtrack recordings. What, what's the difference that you have? Do you go into projects approaching it from a different standpoint, or is it just you're playing? You're in, this is what you do, and you're going for it. Doing film projects I've, are, are approached differently. I mean, there it's it's quite a different process doing 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 film music than it is you know playing jazz or, or doing you know making your own albums or writing your own music for that. But uh, um, I mean, film music's more it's more about you're playing more of a supporting role and you're writing something to support all the art on the screen. And it's a lot more of you know sitting at the piano and and recording the computer and kind of editing and moving things around it. It's, it's a lot more of that than it is, you know, just sort of writing writing tunes and then sort of, you know, playing it free with with, with musicians, you know, and developing it that way. How do you feel about your career so far? You've you've had quite a full career with, as I've mentioned, you know, with soundtracks and releasing material on your own and and touring. Do you feel good about how your jazz career has played out up to this point? I do. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've um, you know, I, I feel very lucky to, you know, to, I think it's great to be able to. You can make a living, you know, doing doing something you love, you know, and doing and doing music. Uh, I think it's, you know, I feel quite blessed in that way. So, um, um, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 happy, you know. I'm, I'm I've, it's nice to do. I mean, I enjoy doing film music as well. I mean, the most satisfying, musically satisfying thing for me, I think, is playing, you know, and and, and playing live with musicians. But um, but um, I mean, I, I like working in the studio and I like doing film music. But, um, but like I said, they're two kind of very different processes and two two different ways of making of making music. Is there a level of making music for film that's more satisfying because there's a greater saturation of audience, or does it make a difference one way or another? I don't know. I don't really. I don't really think of it in that way. I mean, I just I'm I'm always just trying to make music that I you know I'm trying to write something that I think for film that's that like you know supports the through the motion of the film and and. The, and 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 supports the, the the film in a way you know, and complements the film. So um, I don't. I mean, I've always been very happy to to work on to, on films, and and it's it's been always a great experience to work with my with my father. You know, he's good to work with. You know, he's he gives you. I mean, there's certain things he has a very distinct idea of what he wants for certain scenes or certain certain parts of his films, and then there's other times where he gives you a lot of musical freedom, you know, creative freedom, and just says, you know, come up with something for that, you know, so it's, uh, so it's a, it's a good balance in that respect, and, and um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's always a pleasure. So let me ask you this, as you look down the road in your career, you know, you're in full stride, are there musicians, are there projects, are there venues, are there regions of the world that you want to go to? What, what what's on your radar? What do you want to do? I we might be going. We're trying. To, we're talking about trying to get down to Australia and to play, which is a place I've never been to. So um, um, that's that's one place. Uh, it's on my list of places to go play. I'd love to go there. Um, yeah, I mean, I just uh, I just did some. I haven't actually done any film music for a little while. I, the last thing I did was about a year ago. Um, the music for my my sister, my sister directed her second film called Battle Beat, so I did the music for that. And I think that just came out in the last month or so. Right now, I'm just sort of focusing on 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 touring and and, and playing the you know, music that we just recorded and, and working on for the latest album. So we've got a lot of dates coming up in in Europe, starting in the spring, and um, we go to Japan uh, in February for in Japan and in China for a bit. 
I think, like I said, traveling and, and playing playing live is is the most fun for me. So, you know, speaking of traveling, the beauty of Kansas City, especially with eighteen and Vine, is that rich history of everything that happened back in the heyday and all the ghosts bumping around. So, I want to ask you this: if you could get into kind of a fantasy mindset, the DeLorean, the Jazz DeLorean, pulls up in front of your house, you can punch digits in. You can go wherever you want. Who do you want to see live? Where do you want to go? Uh, well, I'd love to go to Kansas City. Actually, I've never been. It would be my oh, wow. first time. So that's definitely on one. That's definitely one on my list. I would say. You know, that's definitely places to 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 check out. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of a lot of the, of the of the music of jazz from you know sort of 50s and then into the early 60s. You know, so well, I don't know. Maybe I mean New York would have been a great time to to see a lot of great jazz around the around that around that time. You know, from about 55. To 65. Maybe Paris at some point. I don't know. There's a lot of. I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot. Of, I'm not a big fan of. I'm a big fan of music. Of, you know, of of all those of old music. So you know, I, I'm always sort of looking back with nostalgia on, on a lot of those guys. Absolutely. And you've dedicated your life to jazz. Why do you love jazz? Um, I think most people get into it because you know, it's you know the freedom you have to to play how you want and express yourself how you want and. And I think, you know, you're always sort of searching for that that moment, you know, that you get occasionally where, you know, you're you're playing with people and and everything sort of falls into place and clicks and you're sort of it's that sort of sort of fleeting moment you get sometimes where you know it's almost like a telepathic thing, you know. I think that's what we're we're always sort of chasing, you know. You know, the one thing about jazz is you mentioned kind of the in a romanticism kind of way about the fifties and just the the evolution and just the, the, the timeline of jazz is always here. How do you see jazz continuing forever? I mean, there's always the elder statesman wants jazz to stay around. There's films made about musicians that have had lore that shed more light on it. How do you see us with, I mean, jazz isn't necessarily one of the most popular art forms out there as far as live venues, but how do you see the collective, whether it's radio people or musicians keeping this music and filmmakers keeping this music alive forever? Well, I mean, I think there's always, you know, great young musicians coming up that are that will keep it keep it alive, you know. And I think, um, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I've, I've, I mean, I think it's great that there's certain people who want to play it exactly the way it was played from certain eras, and and that you know are sort of scholars of it, and in that way. I mean, I'm I'm certainly not a, I'm certainly open to, you know, blending different styles of music. You know, I've. I've, I love jazz, but I've never been like you know a real like a, a purist or sort of jazz snob, you know. So I'm 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 I mean I'm into lots of different kinds of music. So um, I don't know. I think I mean you can you can certainly blend you know blend different styles of music. I think and if, as long as it's done in a in a in a in a tasteful and and musical way, it's it's, it's valid, you know. So. Everyone has a version of Kyle Eastwood. Your family, your friends, your coworkers, those that attend your shows and buy your music. But when you wake up and you face the day, who do you think you are? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I just, I'm a musician, really. You know. I mean, I I love jazz, and I think jazz is sort of predominantly what I do. I guess. I mean, I really, do, I love music. You know, so I'm just a music. I'm you know a musician and. Uh, and um, that's sort of been, you know, the love of my life, I guess. Beautiful. Kyle, thank you for taking some time out for me and opening up about your life and your music. And, and most certainly, thank you for all the music. Wow. 
My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening and tuning in to yet another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in L.A., New York, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Kyle for his music, his time, and his stories. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.